Hello, everybody. It's David here. Just to let you know, this is the second part of our chat with Lee Mack, who appeared on last week's ep, I think, um, as a surprise guest for me. Uh, it was a nice, chunky chat, so we split it into two parts. This is part two. Uh, Lee Mack is very, very funny. And uh, if you haven't heard, listened to the first one, listen to that, then listen to this. Uh, or do what you want. It's your life. Thank you, everybody. Bye for now. Can I ask one last thing? Because I've had to many say, questions. I've got no plans. Oh, except to turn the light Haven't on. Haven't you? Not really. I always imagine if someone said to me, "Is Lee Mac got plans now?" I go, "Yeah, he's shooting around all over the place." Yeah, but how often does in. that? How often does that question come up, David? <laughs> Do you reckon Lee Mac's got any plans today? Well, film it. Film it. The only person that ever wants to know if I've got any plans, really, is me and the one <laughs> and us. You now, <laughs> and even now, it's fake news. You fabricate. <laughs> you won't believe what Lee Mack's up to today. Shooting about all over the place. <laughs> not, not a lot. <laughs> and he's got the right. He's got the right. He's he's got the right to do nothing. Yeah, we're backing him. Um, <laughs> I, I'm on. I'm on downtime. So I've I've had a bit of downtime. And the next time I'm doing anything is my quiz show. The I uh, the one percent club. And so I've got a bit. Oh, I've, got, got, a bit I've, of got, I've got so into that. I've got the app. Addictive, isn't it? Oh, have you got the app? Oh, yeah, I've got the app. And I, yeah, I, it's a great feeling when you get quite, but I've never got. Just the app? Is the app only for playing along live when it's on television? Yeah, or... yeah. Yeah. Um, and you can, it tells you when you got it wrong, but you can carry on. But I've never, I've never got. I'm never always the back, whole way? No, I'm a two or three away max. Oh. But yes, yeah, it's very, it's, it's, a, it's weirdly addictive, that. We should tell Lee about our pyramid idea. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, what? Pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> pyramid. I like the name already. Yeah. It's really? a bit like pyramid, but with mind. Pyramid. Yeah, you got to use your brain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a qu- it's a quiz based around a pyramid. I said, I like it. It's like Chatterbix. You've got the <laughs> yeah. way of spinning a thing. I thought you yeah. should have called this, this bit we have a guest, Meterbix. Meterbix? Oh, Meterbix? Meterbix. Yeah. Meterbix on Chatterbix. Oh, meet, Weetabix. Yeah. M- most yeah. of the <laughs> things. Oh, oh, I see Weetabix. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your show's named after me a bit. Have you not yeah. get it? If you don't get it, no oh. one else is going to get that. No, I got it eventually, to be fair. I thought it was lovely. Um, shredded oh, yeah. meat. See, there's, there's loads shredded of... Shredded meat. Yeah. Shredded meat. Oh, no, that just sounds... Oh, shredded meat. Well. I like oh, shredded meat. for funerals. I liked it. Pyramind. It's good. It's really good. Like, yeah, what's pyramid? Well, it's... it's, it's Tar- it's, it's a quite bad, confusing. It's quite confusing. <laughs> we haven't worked it out yet. But I'm, I'm losing confidence. At its core, <laughs> at its core, you climb up a pyramid. When you say climb, you don't mean physically. It's not an it's not an assault course. No, well, it sort of is, but the danger is 
there's questions and if there's a chance of falling don't, through the pyramid. Don't. What do you mean? You started oh, it. Yeah, I know, but I'm lost the confidence. Look, there's loads of problems. Like, you can't have pensioners on it because they'd break their shins <laughs> and but stuff like very that. very important <laughs> that neither of you attend the pitch meeting for this. <laughs> but what are you doing next week? Yeah, will you- yeah. Because yeah. you've 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 got a you've got a you've got some hits under your belt. You get involved. We're halfway home. Lee, 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 Lee. Uh, How many times do you get called into a channel to say, "Hey, we got an idea for you"? I don't know well, whispering. Those <laughs> those days are slightly gone. It's all very emaily now. I do get. <laughs> I always think to myself, "There's two lists, basically. Well, there's loads of lists, but there's the list that you're not on, and the list that you are on. Right. The list I am on." is when it's me hosting summer or being me and the list i'm not really on is the acting roles and that's the that's the battle so i'm always battling so so whenever i get an email in the subject heading of the email off my agent it'll say offer something i go oh this could be yeah this could be my uh walk on part in casualty (laughs) yeah press the button here in mind Pyramid. And work out the format. Oh, Wilkinson says, because you always have to do a quote, don't you? You climb a pyramid or something like that, we have to probably work it out. <laughs> hey, they, well, in our defence, they they're... Say, I'm losing time to it. <laughs> in our defence, Lee, they're really hard. They're yeah. really hard to get right. So. The pitches, yeah, the pitches are odd. All you, need, all you need to do is just tag someone on it. I've got an idea. Who's in it? He's in it. All right, we'll do it. That's basically yeah. all it's been, isn't it? I reckon once a year, I get... No, once every two years, I get an offer where they've forgotten to change your name. Oh, I've had them. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I've had a few of them. I've yeah, yeah. But if you have to the name. But it starts off with your name, James. Yeah, yeah. And we then would have to do this because Lee yeah. would be great, and we think Lee's fantastic. So if Brian's free, <laughs> on, you know, yeah, I had one. Cotton Pace, huh? Oh God, I can't remember who it was, and uh, it was like, uh, and Petra was like, "Oh, Lee's turned this down." I said, "What is it?" And <laughs> didn't put me off. I probably still did it, but um, yeah, it was definitely years. So I reckon every couple of years I, I get a get a thing with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you, you probably, you probably do quite well in the acting. You both do like the acting roles, don't you? You've got. I bet you get more offers to act than I do. How much you, you get? Well, not like they, they make. Put it one way: if I get offered it, I mention it to my wife. I, go, <laughs> I don't. I don't mention the other ones because they're more regular. But that right, one's like, right. She fancy doing acting, then Lee. I like. To, I like doing it because I find yeah. it. I, I like first of all the number one rule. I like it when someone else writes stuff, not me. Yeah, because yeah. that saves saves a bit of time, doesn't it? Oh, Pretty What about when you're doing not going out and you've got to learn all your lines? How'd you do that? Just, well, it helps the fact that I wrote them. Uh, and sometimes I can't remember what the line is and I just say anything and it's right. Because <laughs> you've got to remember, it was me that thought of the line in the first place. Yeah. What would I probably say here? I'll say that. And it's usually what's on the script. <laughs> when I did it, I I was shocked about how casual, like, you, the regulars and you were like about learn lining. Because I, line learning. Learn lining. Shock. Well, I was like day one. Like, you mean how late in the day? Yeah. Yeah, because you were probably coming at this with that mentality that a lot of people do with Studio Sitcom. And I did for many years, which is, it's like a theatre show. So you're going out in front of an audience. You wouldn't be nervous like that about lines if there was no audience. But because you're in front of an audience, you go, this has got to be 
I don't want to be shown up in front of all these people and getting probably it wrong. Probably a bit, probably a bit, yeah. But actually, you don't. You soon realise that. The good thing about working with Bobby is you soon realise, you know, <laughs> you get away with murder knowing your lines. I mean, I don't know who he's like than yours, but Bob's line learning was, you know. Yeah. Well, we were writing, le- like, shorter, quippier lines for him. There was, he yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. doing a monologue at any point. Uh, Are you performing for the cameras or for the audience when you're doing your sitcom? Oh, that's a good question. I would that's say two. <laughs> I would say probably, probably for the audience. I probably for the audience. I think a bit more than the cameras. Yeah. Well, put it one way: when we do the live read-throughs, we always try everything out in front of a live audience before we even get to the studio. Yeah. Like a radio yeah. play. Yeah. To turn in the script over, right. read it out, and get a sense of what's working and what isn't. And that's probably for me the best bit because that's the first time you find out if anything's working or not. So by the time yeah. we get to the studio, we sort of know. Right. 90% of the gags, if they've survived, it means they work. Yeah. So that's why the hit rate's all right on the night, you know. Yeah. It's surprising more people, because I, I know of examples of people having done studio sitcoms where it's been deathly silent. I gobsmacked. Whole... I mean, when, why if you would you did, not try it? If, if you did live in the Apollo, would you ever go on with new mater- brand new material for half an hour? It would be madness, right? Yeah. It's tried and tested, isn't it? So why yeah. don't you try and test it for one night only? It's almost like yeah. people don't want to know the truth. We'd rather pretend it was fine. And this is why I find it gobsmacked. You know, that's true. That's true. Mm. Yeah. Head in hand, let's yeah. never know. Let's never know because we'll put laughs on it anyway. And never, not yeah. it. But they do know. If you, you don't need many people. You know that thing of like polls outside elections? You know when they say mm. at 10 o'clock, they go, the polls are closed and we can announce now that we think the Tories are going to win by X amount of seats. And they're usually about right. But the amount of people that are asked are minusculely small because it mm. doesn't take many. Uh, for yeah, it to, yeah, and it's yeah. the same with the viewing figures. You know the viewing figures? Have you ever yeah. met anyone with a box? You know they have people mm. in boxes yeah. for viewing figures? I've never met anyone with a box ever in my life. <laughs> no. Because there's only about 2,000 people, I think. I don't know what it is, but it's minusculely You'll small. you have to get a guy with a box on the pod, actually. <laughs> if there's anyone watching who's got a box. Yeah, honestly, I'd love to chat to a guy with a box. Yeah. It probably has come on and go, I forgot he's there, if I'm honest. Can you do me yeah. a favour? If you get someone who's got a box, make sure you don't get them on during not going out. Because if they're not watching, that one person not watching could represent 100,000 people. Oh, yeah, it's like, that's true. It could really skew my figures there badly. <laughs> Shit. Your figure's still super. I know what. I are mentioned it's figure, figure, figures. Figures. Yeah. Viewing figures. My figures. Are they still, su- are they still super duper? I think the BBC seem happy. I mean, we, I, I find it very hard to keep track of them now because it used to be, they used to tell me who was watching on the night and that was when we started out literally the only figures because there wasn't any iPlayer back then. And then as it went along, it became a bit more about the catch-up. Mm. And now, I think in the last few years, it's gone like that. The, the mm. People not watching on the night are much bigger than the people watching yeah, on the night. No one watches. But no I wouldn't one. have a clue. I wouldn't have a clue about the because when do you ever? When do you stop counting after two weeks, a month? We our old box sets on from sixteen years ago. So when people say, "What did the first series used to get?" I go, "Well, they start they're watching it now." So I can't. <laughs> yeah. An ever evolving number, you know. I thought I'm thinking it's dwindling a bit. The first series figures. <laughs> Lee, it, if you cast me, Lee, as like a policeman. Oh, yeah. Would you do it? Well, if I was, like, standing off stage, I was like, oh, fucking hell, Lee, I'm nervous. Or you, I wouldn't say that. I'd be really quiet. But yeah, why would you be nervous? You've done loads of stuff. You've done all the Oh, my God. Stuff. But how would you deal with me? Would you be like, fucking get that guy, fucking sort him out? Do you get nervous doing Ricky's sitcoms? Like, you've been in a couple of them, haven't you? 
Yeah. Um, a single camera, though, isn't it? As well. It's yeah. Different. So you think that's left nerve? Yeah. 100%. I want. I want to know how you treat me, Lee. I do. You know what? Kid gloves. I would treat you with the respect you deserve. <laughs> Take that as you will. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You, you're fine. I'll tell you what. If, if you do do it, if you, I'll yeah. tell you what would be a great start, but if you want respect, maybe get the arm sorted out on the glass. That would be Aren't you right? You did not know what with that. <laughs> but, it, was, um, it was like the Beatles, though, when you come out. For your audience, was it? You've mentioned that before, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Like, and all of them, they're like, Wah! well, they are. As the years go on, obviously, it used to be. You got to imagine the first, the, the pilot. No one's a fan of the show because it's not been on. So mental. That's so hard. Yeah. Series one, no one's a fan of the show yeah. because they've not seen the pilot, and they get all the tickets oh way before. God. So. And even after series one, not a lot of people watch it. So it's quite, it's a battle for the first few series. Yeah. And what I've noticed is wow. when we do the read-throughs in the theatre, it's only a 50-seater. And it used to be a really good way of gauging the laps because... Which, which theatre did you do it at? We do it in the Latchmere in Battersea. Yeah. You know the Latchmere? Yeah, I do, yeah. It's like a fringe theatre of the pub. And it used to be that there were, it was really well defined. So what I loved was it got a laugh, but my second favourite thing was absolute silence because it was very clear to put a line through it then. Yeah. yeah. It was that yeah. middle laugh that you go, oh, is it worth working on this? Is it a good yeah, enough? Was right, it an awkward right. laugh? You know. And you only do one of those nights, Lee. Did one, yeah. So we did yeah. one we did one for each episode, yeah. Yeah. And so what I noticed was as it's so hard to get those tickets because there's only fifty six. Yeah. And I'd say about Ten of them are connected with the show, the execs or the management or whatever. So you're left with 40 seats. So for the people to get those tickets, they have to be such fans of the show. They have to be sitting by that email. Tickets were in the bank, I get them. It's like that, you know. But what happens is sometimes it can just be too raucous. Yeah, they Because they would laugh at anything. And you go, they'll laugh sometimes at a line that isn't supposed to be funny. Mm. And I go, oh, shit. That means that none of this is really being tested, is it? Mm. Because they're just so happy to be here. It's not always like that, but we've had some Uber nights, some Uber fans, yeah. Well, yeah. With and, Miranda was like that. I remember when I did an, ep- when I did an episode of Miranda, they had to do like the they they said, "Oh, we're going to have to use the third take or fourth take because they were still laughing too much." Right. Because they all the others came out, they just sort of stood there and you stood waiting. waiting. Yeah, well, that's in, in the pilot of not going out, I remember there was a key moment where the director at the time, when when I watched the edit of, of the of the pilot, there was a, a joke I did at a table in a restaurant, and it, on the night it got a round of applause, the joke. And then when I watched it back, there was no applause. And I said, what happened to the applause? They went, oh, we had to take it out. I went, why? Well, because otherwise the two characters are looking at each other waiting for the <laughs> applause to happen. And that would never happen in, in reality. And I was like, it's not real. It's, you're, watch, you're watching something that's a theatrical. You're filming yeah. a theatrical production. Is the way yeah, you look at it. Yeah, yeah. And if you were imagine that, imagine if you were doing a play, and in the play it got a round of applause, they wouldn't get. They wouldn't. You wouldn't hear someone come over the over the manga. Could you please refrain from applauding? Enjoy <laughs> because it's, there's no way they would be waiting those characters for you to stop applauding. <laughs> you love it when they applaud, don't you? And if you yeah, were filming yeah. it. If you were filming it for a DVD release of the play, definitely yeah. be applauding, wouldn't you? Yeah. Because you want to see, you're, you're witnessing a theatrical event. 
Yeah. So and as much as possible, always... you keep all those moments in, Lee, as Everything. much as you can. Yeah. Everything. I mean, yeah. Uh, not the coffers. I don't like that when people start coughing. <laughs> because there's nothing worse. The there's nothing that shows that, a, that there's a moment of silence in a, in a so-called comedy that yeah. when you hear someone just clearing the throat. Like, <clears throat> Were you in um, Anna? I just remembered Anna and Katie did a read through for their their show were you i think you might have been in it i was in it yeah i was in uh, the well, sketch show but were you yeah. in the, were you at the run-through thing where someone threw up down someone's back like 10 minutes into the into the show what you mean one in of the, the production people no, I was one, someone in the audience so it was all happening and i and i was i was on stage and i I'm, i can't remember my head do something or whatever <laughs> and i think they i was a robot for them or something i can't remember but and uh, you just saw people getting up and going, oh, fucking hell. Oh, my like God. That. And uh, <laughs> someone had projectile vomited and covered about, like, 16 different people with vomit. And, oh. uh, like, seven, eight minutes into the hour kind of show that was for the channel. And that that was one of those where they, it, was, it took about 20 minutes to reset. No one took me oh, out of this cube. So I just started <laughs> looking. At this woman, who, and then she she just got her head down like that. Kind of, uh, that was right. That Have was... you ever had anything like a streaker? No, I mean the usual stuff. Stand up, particularly. I mean, I've had the people on stage trying to grapple with me and stuff. Yeah, pull my. I think one of the worst experiences I've had was as an audience member. I was watching um, a play at Edinburgh years ago about the life of. Do you know? Is it Julie Birchall, the the the, uh, the, the columnist? Yeah. Uh, is it Julie Birchall? Yeah, Julie Birchall. Yeah. And, and it was it was a play about her life, and it was Jackie Clune, you know, the comedian Jackie Clune. Yeah. And she played her, and it was really good. But I was watching this play, thinking, oh, this is great. And my phone, mobile phone went off, <laughs> and it really ruined the scene. And I couldn't turn it off, and I was getting really embarrassed. I was trying to turn it off. And the person in front of me was getting really agitated like that. <laughs> getting really agitated. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry, I couldn't get out of fuck. And, and then this person properly turns around to menacingly look at me, and it's Julie Birchall. Oh, no. She'd come to see the play about her life. <laughs> and now, so I'm watching this fictional version of her being scary, and then it, she's right in front of me looking at me. And it's like, <laughs> I'm right, I'm turn the phone off. Oh. Horrible. Oh, it's you. Oh, it's you. <laughs> I'll go outside and turn it off. Why don't you come outside and tell me what happens? Yeah. <laughs> in your life. Not the through it. Are you doing stand-up, Lee? Well, I've... I've you know, my last tour was seven years ago. I think I've done, in seven years, I've done about five gigs. Really? Seven years. And and three of them were on consecutive nights. And it was to try I did the Royal Variety Show, so I was trying stuff out for that. So I can't really count that as proper stand-up because I was basically hosting the Royal Variety. So the gags I was trying out were specifically so I was saying to someone in the front row, right, can you pretend to be Prince Edward? Yeah. So I can do a joke now and see if it works. <laughs> it was all that kind of <laughs> stuff. Fucking hell. Yeah. So in at the so, deep. So you hadn't gigged and then you went, I'll take the Royal Variety. That wasn't one of the emails I got with your name crossed out. It wasn't. No. Well, funny enough, I got the email asking me to do it and your name was crossed out. <laughs> but I'm not saying crossed out that often at you first. It's just crossed out. <laughs> yeah, this person will never do this. Um, yeah, I hadn't really thought of it that way. But I think you can, as you get older, you realise that 
if you, I wouldn't do a stand-up gig now. I wouldn't do live at Apollo if I was offered it because I'd feel rusty and not ready to do it. Mm. But if you host the Royal Variety Show, there's a sort of, you can play it half like a presenter. Right. Would you talk? I'd love to tour again. I just need, it takes me a long time. I'm really. Well, you've always said stand up, there's the writing, isn't it? There's the writing of the gags. The writing. It? I mean, for me, I, yeah. in terms of per, per hour, there's nothing takes longer than writing an hour of stand up, I don't think. Mm. I mean, sitcom takes longer because it's, because it's, if it's eight episodes, it's four hours you've got to write. Mm. But with stand up, there's, like, I can just sit in front, if I sit in front of a computer for eight hours, I'll get eight hours work done. With stand up, if I sit in front of the computer for an hour, I'm happy because. You go, yeah, that might work. And you've just got to try it out. You've just got to yeah. keep, and it evolves and it grows. So you're going to do loads of gigs. It probably takes me, I'd say, a good year from a blank piece of paper to being ready to tour. If you count yeah. the little warm ups uh, and all long? that. Hello? A year yeah. before right. I'm happy. Yeah. And then uh, within that year, I'll have, I'll have gone from doing little five minute spots with a scrap bit of paper. Mm. I remember I was telling with a study the other day about, you talk about the comedy gap then. Did we mention the comedy gap? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, back in the day, they used to do a new act competition on a Wednesday night. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if you won it, you, yeah. you won a prize or something. You, went you, to, came, you came back came and did, back, 10 did, minutes, a, did 10 minutes the following, week, the following yeah. night. And as the years went on, I just started doing a little bit of telly. Not a lot, but I just, just was starting to do a bit. And I was very established on the circuit. And put it one way, I was far more experienced than the other people that were on that night. And the reason <laughs> I mentioned that is because you could, you were allowed to go along and try stuff out. And you were introduced as, now this next guest is not in the competition, uh, but he's trying some stuff out. Please welcome. Yeah. And, and I did it. I didn't go well. It really didn't go well. Um, and I went home and then, and then I got a text off the company going, oh, by the way, I don't know if you noticed, but I forgot to say he's not in the competition. <laughs> and uh, you came seventh. <laughs> <laughs> I barely established that. Like I said, I've been on telly a bit. There'll be some people out there definitely would have. I bet you at least one of the judges recognised me and still put me as seventh. <laughs> Awful, isn't it? I've got to ask the thing. Do you remember when I supported you in Nottingham? I do remember that. And uh, there's a thing I can never remember that you did. It blew my mind, which I must say. But you did, did you only support me for one night? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think you must have made the impression because I can't remember anything about my show. <laughs> I remember that night. I remember watching you, and as you were doing the joke, you slightly picked your nose like that, <laughs> and I thought God, he's very casual, isn't he? He's yeah. so relaxed yeah. on stage. Too casual. Like I thought yeah, I... I it was it was so obvious. I thought it's just gonna be a gag. Okay, I thought it's gonna leak for like that. And then, you did, and then you just carried on with the job. I went, I asked for that. Oh god. <laughs> was oh, oh. But <laughs> you uh you did loads you did loads of material and at the end you you did your thing which you said uh, where you just like do stuff with a crowd. And it was fucking amazing. Yeah. It was so cool. I've told you about this loads, haven't I, David? And then you basically said one line. Well, two things I want to bring. You said you can't follow it, which always stuck in my head. You couldn't no. follow you because your brain's so quick. People are like, this is incredible. And then going into material. You have yeah. to do material. You have first. to do it at the end. And also, you, yeah. it's not just for that reason. I used to get a bit overconfident with it. So I used to, I used to know that the best bits were me talking to the audience. And the bits that they like best when we talking to the audience. So it was definitely the best bit. So what I'd do is I'd make the mistake of 
going, right, I've got an, an hour and 20 of fairly solid stuff here. After 10 minutes, 50 minutes, I get cocky now, start talking to them. And actually, I learned that you have to earn it. You know, you can't. Yeah, right, right. It's good. And the reason it's going so well is because it is at the end and you've earned the right. Right, right. They love you. Because in your head, you go, oh, no, they, they've all come to see me. They must love me already so I can piss around after 50 minutes. But you forget, they don't all love you. What they've yeah. done is half of them might like you a lot. That's not love. And yeah. secondly, they've brought their wife who either yeah. can't stand you or <laughs> has no idea. You know, yeah, they just, yeah, 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 yeah. half the audience don't. I'm glad to be there, but this idea that they've all been chomping at the bit to see yeah. it's just not true. Some of them just look through the brochure in the theatre and go, all right, let's go and see that Agatha Christie play. Comedian, never heard of him, let's go and see him. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. all sorts of different people there at any right. show. You know? So you've got to win them over still. You've got to, and then you can mess about at the end. You know? what, what was the line? Oh, God. About the, the, I have to, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't mean it in context, but it all about the. Is this the, 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 the mind? It was probably about 15 years ago. And what you say now <laughs> could cancel me. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was the line about um, the, the, the speed at which you were replying. And the, you said it's like the tailor, like ta something tailoring. Oh, yeah. And it just, it was unbelievable. I vaguely remember it now. It's 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 it, like, it goes something like, it's something about, it's something about, a, it, it admire the speed, not the, the and, ignore the material and admire the speed. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. About a cheap suit or something. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like a 24 hour tailor's. Admire the speed, or oh, yeah, whatever you said. I think, yeah. yeah. And again, it's everything's based on some truth. I remember going to Hong Kong to do gigs, and I was with Ed Byrne and Ben Norris, and Ed said, I'm going to get a suit made. I've never, I'd never <laughs> had a suit made in my life at that point. It was all, I was just off the peg stuff, you know. Yeah. And so he, he went to get a suit tailor made. And I think he went in the morning. <laughs> and that afternoon he had it. And I was like, <laughs> and I remember it slightly falling apart. I remember like bits of material were coming off. <laughs> and it always stuck in the head of, you know, well, you know, you got to. Had you written the joke then or did you write it? No, on not stage? at all. But these things are lodged oh. in my head somewhere. Well, you just said it in the moment. Well, listen, don't get me wrong. I may, I genuinely can't remember. It might have been one of my lines. It might have been something I improvised that then became one of my lines. It may have been that was the 50th time I'd said it. So I can't, I just cannot remember. A lot of lines come from the first time and then they become yeah. quite right, don't they? So yeah. you, you can't remember. But it was fully, been... it was fully full and it was just, it was unbelievable. But it was in the middle of you being so quick and it was throwaway and it just sort of moved on. And I, <laughs> I was just like, I, I remember thinking you you would be impossible to follow because I was doing club gigs. You know, you go, oh, Lee's going to go on in the middle and do 20. You'd be like, well, then I'm fucked. Yeah, but that, I, I mean, that's nice of you to say. But I, there was, I used to do. A, I was on the circuit. Like even when I started touring, I was still a regular on the circuit to keep me fresh and trying out new stuff all the time. So, and and I did, I did off. You know, you know what it was like. You did four gigs, so you can't. You're not always closing. You're opening and. So I was, people were always following me, and I was following those. But I'd have, I'd have the equivalent of that. I remember being on the circuit. Harry was already established, Harry Hill, but I remember thinking, oh, it's hard to follow Harry because... Would he be in the middle then? Well, occasionally, if Harry was doubling up, you'd have no choice. Harry yeah, might call yeah. first. You might... There was no... This idea that there was headliners yeah. was, wasn't really a thing on the circuit because if you were doing the big clubs like Jonglers and the Comedy Store, you were, 
it's whenever you could go on because they say like, you're opening that club then you're going to go to Camden and close that one or whatever mm. it was all obviously there were some acts that they tried to put on last if you had a guitar they usually went yeah let's put that <laughs> on the end you know but <laughs> I missed that I genuinely missed that I, there's a part of me that just I was talking about this the other day about you know I genuinely hand on art and this is true of a lot of my generation of comics that started in the sort of 90s that stand-up wasn't on television it really wasn't and there mm. was a for years people said oh stand-up doesn't work on tv it doesn't work and stand-up's everyone telling now but it, it really wasn't for a long time remember, so yeah. if you started in the 1990s the one thing we all had in common is we genuinely loved doing stand-up because it wasn't leading anywhere else anyway mm. yeah. if you just wanted to be on the telly you'd pick the wrong job yeah because there was there was the old stand-up show it was one after match of the day called the stand-up show yeah mm. i remember yeah. that if yeah. you did it... So what was the show then that changed the everything? You just went back on the circuit. Yeah, you just got yeah. like a day for the night. And so that's why it's very easy to look back with Rose Tinted Glasses, but it is definitely true that my, uh, my contemporaries at that time were more... There was a, more, a bigger proportion of people that were in it just to be stand-up comedians and on the circuit, yeah. which is what definitely what I was. All I wanted to do was clap the circuit. I thought, what a job. You go around four different pubs on a Friday and Saturday and you mm. get paid 80, 120 quid. I never earned more than like 100, 150 quid a week. Suddenly I was earning 100 quid cash yeah. for yeah. 20 minutes. Oh, I had to do cash. four shows in a night. I was the richest man in the world. I was like, yeah. brilliant. I'll do this the rest of my life. And all I wanted to do was crack the circuit. The cash. The ta- I got the tail end of the cash. That was incredible. Oh, cash. Don't get cash oh. for no, uh, but it, I was pretty sure like the comedy store and places like that still paid way in past. In a brown their... envelope. Yeah, yeah. Like a proper job. Yeah. What do you mean the tail end? What happened? Like, like when they started to do bank transfers. Oh, and stuff, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. And, but like, I had a few years and I did a big jar of, big jar of notes. Lovely. Oh, it was incredible. But I also feel like when I started, and maybe so David, it hadn't quite... There wasn't quite like a career path still. So no. you just had like people who really love comedy or utter lunatics. Well, this is what I said the other day as well. That is so true. When I started out doing the competition night, you can roughly divide them into three. Mm. There was there was really, some of them were good acts, some of them were terrible acts, and some of them were a bit mad. Mm. There's a guy oh, yeah. that I saw once literally the bowl of porridge, said, I am Jesus, and threw porridge at everybody. <laughs> that sort of acts don't exist now because no. Yeah. Everyone was, I mean, I noticed as I was going back, I used to go back to these Wednesday night comedy cast things because mm. slightly out of nerves because I thought I've been going long enough that even if these new new jokes aren't very good, at least I'll be better than everyone else in terms of experience. I'll look more confident. So if I'm going to do bad jokes, I'll do them on a night with a slurp to new people. Mm. Oh, know. yeah, yeah. That started to change because they were all very polished and all had very tight five or six minute acts. They were, yeah. they were hard to follow, actually. They were very, they wanted a gig there and they wanted to, sh- a bit like the American way. The Americans do these festivals like Aspen and Montreal and they've got a tight seven. Not one word is wasted because yeah. they know that this is a showcase to get them something. So, like, I remember going up when I did it, Aspen, and they couldn't believe, because I, I had like a 10 minute slot, and they couldn't believe that my opening line was to someone in the audience, So, where are you from, mate? Because they were thinking, you're just about to waste <laughs> up to two minutes of your nine allotted minutes on where are you from, mate? <laughs> this better work, mate. Yeah. Just industry people in here. This is your chance. Yeah. Do you remember do you remember Jimbo? 
Yes. Yeah. Do you remember Jimbo? Yeah. We were talking about him last night. We were is he still to... around, Jimbo? Well, that's what we were trying to find out, if he's still on the circuit. But again, Jimbo is a classic example of somebody that, why this, why the circuit was so brilliant, you know. Yeah. Those sort of people that were, I mean, I suppose there's people listening to this now wondering what we're going on about, but when I saw him, he went through different phases, but when I saw him, he, he virtually didn't speak. Yeah. He got <laughs> yeah. stage and it was all a... Like just getting the mic ready and getting ready. Yeah, to speak, I remember that. Place, yeah. yeah, grunting and looking yeah. pissed off, and yeah, yeah. And it was a real hit and miss act, wasn't it? But when it when it worked, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I but, remember him coming on the first line. He said, "He goes, well, when this porcupine fell out of the sky and hit me, <laughs> I thought." <laughs> <laughs> and I was seen... like, "He's going through that phase now, is he?" Amazing. <laughs> I remember seeing him in the dressing room many, many years after we were king together, and he. He said, yeah, I'm, I'm still doing it. I know. Oh, yeah. Great. It's great. And he went, I just, I just like to get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, I wish there was more people like this. That yeah. still look. The circuit was a right rag bag of mixed people. Some of them were yeah. very ambitious. Some of them just, it was just, it was sort of still a bit punky and a bit yeah, fringy yeah. and a bit like, because it was the mid to late 90s. It was only, 15 years after the birth of the whole alternative thing, you know, it's unrecognizable now for what people say. I haven't done so well, but it's not, there isn't that same, I don't know, madness about it. We did a pod last night, Lee, where it's an open mic spot. She's open mic, Rose, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. But she Zoomed us from the gig. Did she? She walked us into the gig. Yeah, so she she went into the little bar (laughs) down the stairs, sat on the steps, showed us the room, little (laughs) 40-seater. Like 17 people waiting to Not watch. She didn't do the gig live. No, and then she said goodbye and then shut off the they, Zoom. They basically said, wrote, they said her name and she clicked the Zoom uh, And did you find out how it went? She won the competition. Yeah. Oh, it was a competition. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. But it was so That's weird because she walked us from the tube over Tower Bridge and to this great. pub, down yeah. into the pub. And we were, honestly, you go, might have played it, don't know. Just at like I'm one of I'm guessing that's... That works better on your video version of this podcast than the audio. We don't really think that far ahead. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> so have you always been pictures and audio? No, just audio. Is this? Oh, is this not a version? The video version? Well, not really. No, it's all going to be on a pod. I don't understand this world. <laughs> Nor do we. To be what fair. do you want? Well, like on <laughs> on Rob Bryden's podcast when I did that, you can listen on Spotify or watch. Oh on yeah, YouTube. yeah, but his, his is lovely, isn't it? It's beautiful. Yeah, he's got a lovely office. He's um, got. He's got I'll a lovely what, office, lovely office. Tightly focused on the host. If you had those <laughs> camera, you wouldn't see those post-it notes behind you. No. It'd be all fuzzy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, has he got a fuzzy background? Well, it's, you know when a camera's really good, it's got depth of field. Yeah, it's a bit yeah. out of focus behind it. He's that. shot from different angles as oh, well. He's, he's, two cam- <laughs> he's got a crew with him. He's, <laughs> no, he hasn't. He hasn't. No. Oh, it? I did it. Two people turned up. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Was or... I can't remember, but there was people turned up. Or, oh, right. Yeah, it's a proper professional. Yeah. He's, oh, he's... Fucking hell, I have the bloody postman walking here when we're doing it. <laughs> who, who edits this? James, uh, editor James. James. Yeah. Oh, right. So you don't have to deal with all that kind of admin. No, no, no. Well, we used, we're used to. Used to. And but... what about you? Because I'm new to it. I did a podcast. Yeah, I know. With... Um... Neil. Neil, yeah, who famously he came on me. the pod. Neil sacked me. Ah, that's a flashback. And didn't he come on this show to talk yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, yeah. brilliant. Talking Super about guy. his side of having to fire David, yeah. 
That's right. God. I just, I yeah. just had a flashback of that. He had to fire you for a sketch, from a sketch show. Yeah, all right, Lee. Chill out. <laughs> Hang on. You've just said, oh, as if I brought it up. You just brought it up. You've literally had that conversation. Well, you're going into the details, and you went, son. And you went, David, he sat me once. Oh, yeah, he snapped you, didn't he? David. Yeah, all right, leave it out. <laughs> you know, people don't talk like that. Because he brought it up. Why would he be that objective? Yeah, there is, there is a logic issue. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. He'll do this great thing once. But we met at college. We were at uni together. What, where are you? Yeah, and he, he got mugged. Is he a nasty bugger there? <laughs> <laughs> he, I don't see him as being nasty. I just no, see he's, he's not, lovely. You, you're not being ready for that show, David. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. But, um, he, he taught me something very important in life. This is a good lesson for everybody, which is this. He got mugged, and then um, he, 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 you know, you turn up in a new town, start university, get mugged. Quite intimidating. You're in your early 20s, you know, a bit fearful about going out like anybody would be after that. Next time he goes out, he got a wire coat hanger, put it on his head uh, uh, with, the, with the loop sort of there, and keeps it on for about a week. Every time he goes out, he wears the white coat angle. On the theory that if you're going to mug someone, are you going to mug a man with a white coat angle? <laughs> You've got thousands to choose from, haven't you? Yeah, yeah he's, not, he's, not got, he's got now in his bank account. That's a yeah. Clever sod. If you want to mug you, yeah, that's mug that bloke there. Which one? One with the white coat angle. Yeah, uh, no, he's nice. Lovely man. Nice man. Why did he sack you? Oh, here we go. Oh, is that I, was, I wasn't good. I wasn't good. You're right. I wasn't ready. Wasn't good enough. Oh, you were good enough. I haven't no. seen it. You, you, you look like you were, you were born ready. He's, he said I'd walk into a sketch and deliver a line and then go. What, to the camera? At them. Uh, well, you... at them, like watching, like Neil and. Didn't Peter. you wink at him? He said you winked at him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, were you doing, what were you doing back then? Were you doing your character, your sort of... He said, I was, he said I was doing like a Rick Mann impression. <laughs> what? A Rick he Mann said I was doing a Rick Mann impression. I don't remember doing that. <laughs> oh, that must have been awkward. Did he take, bring you into the office? Or was this... No. So I left... Free text? No. So I, I left that day going, fucking hell. I saw the Channel 4 executives were there, and I was like, I, didn't, I don't think I brought the... What was the <laughs> show, by the way? Spoons. 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 Oh, spoons. I didn't think I bought my A game, and I went home and said to my, uh, I don't know what I said to, but I was, I was really nervous. I said, I don't think I was. And I was driving to the station to go up for the next day rehearsal, and my phone went on the on the uh, passenger seat. I thought, shit, there's Neil. Oh, David, he basically said that. He said, we think you're great. We think you're great, but just not quite. And I put the phone down. Went fucking yes. Did you? <laughs> yeah. The relief. Oh, so you were? Was this? Was oh, this... get me out of the shot. I knew it was <laughs> dreadful. Well, was this? A, was this an audition, or were you actually booked to do the series? Listen, I went through the Midas month <laughs> when I first. You know, got I heard into of the, the Midas month. You know, I heard of my Midas month. The biscuits. No. <laughs> Everything I touched turned to gold. Nice. I got spoons without even thinking. I got Inspector Lindy. Oh, the, what was the BBC thing? The um, Comedy Shuffle. Comedy Shuffle. And then it all came crashing down. <laughs> oh, I oh, know. And um, after, no, not after, um, not the extras. office. Extras, got extras. Everything yeah. he touched. Everything, honestly, I was <laughs> cock of the hoop. But he phrase. kept saying he'd get a phone call going, you've got the uh, 
you got the audition, you got the part. Yeah, yeah. Have I? Yeah, forward. <laughs> but you like, like you were saying, oh, you're glad to be out of it because you were finding it nerve wracking and stuff. And you were saying to me, like, if you were not going out, you'd be nervous. I think you'd that's because of Neil. That's Neil. That's Neil's fault. Does it all trace it back to that? But when <laughs> yeah. you do, when you're working on extras and stuff, do you? Yeah. Does that bother you? No, I'm all right now because I've worked with Ricky loads. So, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. I was just wondering how you'd deal with me if I'd sort of had a wobble. Well, it depends on the type of wobble. If the kind of wobble was Lee, I'm a bit nervous because there's an audience and I don't know how I feel. I'd put a supportive arm around you. Yeah. If you said, I've had a bit of a wobble, so I've brought this uh, woman I paid for uh, to, you know, sex worker. <laughs> and I'm a bit, and I'm a bit pissed. I'd probably say, David. I'd probably phone you and say, David, we really like you. You're really funny person. But don't go in tomorrow. You know okay. I mean? Yeah. I'd have to see the wobble in context tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Role play time. Yeah. No. God no. <laughs> What do you think you can play at Knockin' Out? I'm not just saying this. I genuinely think you're very funny, so I'd like to get you in Knockin' Out. But what, what would oh, you... Like... Honestly, I don't have a heart attack, so I feel <laughs> like I'll let you down. I feel like I'll let you down. You feel like you let me down? You've only been off of the bar five seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've already been like you're letting me down. Yeah, yeah. You're the most negative man I've ever met. <laughs> How did you ever get the film off the ground? <laughs> I don't know. I nearly pulled out a month before we filmed it. Uh, who's the robot, by the way? Uh, Chris Hayward, the writer. He plays the robot? Yeah. You got that. It was a good performance, that. Yeah. You were good as well. But yeah, I'm saying, no, I think it was. There's something about that robot that is... Yeah, brilliant. I imagine things like that are... <laughs> I remember Harry Hill telling me a story once about... Remember Stu for the cat? Yeah. Well, he's got the cat and he's going, whatever, Mr. Harry, Mr. Harry, blah, blah, blah. And, and the comment that the executive made was, we like what Harry's doing, but you can see his lips moving. <laughs> <laughs> and, and likewise I can imagine possibly an executive going you know he's not walking like a robot he's walking like a man in a costume sometimes yeah and well I, when we were filming it Lee we were like shit are we going to get away with this <laughs> we were nervous yeah yeah brilliant yeah Uniquely British. And then you come on and call it Eddie and Charles. <laughs> Eddie and Charles. Charles and Eddie, actually. Charles and Eddie. <laughs> One of Charles and Eddie's died, by the way. Oh. And Millie Vanilli. Millie Vanilli's died. <laughs> One of them. Do you think he was in a situation? This is a very... <laughs> Very unique joke for people that can remember the mid-90s. Do you think when one of Millie Vanilli, Millie Vanilli died, <laughs> that he was in a situation where he was trying to scream for help when he could only mime? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, see, see what they did there. <laughs> oh, yeah, they did sing it, did they? They famously mined something, didn't they? That, they managed yeah. to mine for a long time, didn't they? Do you, do you know there were a couple of drug dealers in Crawley about 20 years ago that looked like Millie Vanilli, <laughs> hung, out, hung out by the bandstand? Well, Millie, you know Manili, Millie Vanilli. Did America. you know that? I didn't know that. <laughs> what do you know? I'm not going to lie. Unlike the Jeanette Cranky story, I don't think I'm going to lie. Do you know this is the longest episode we've ever done? Oh, it seems that way. I've only been. Oh, lovely little two parter. How lovely. Yeah, you can get a little two two parter out of this. Oh, yeah. yeah. How long is your episode? Uh, for half an hour. <laughs> you know, you're the first podcast I've ever been on where I haven't tried to crowbar a mention, although I am doing it now, of my <laughs> own podcast, which I no longer do, with Neil. Oh, I mentioned it before, didn't I? But Buddha. The Buddha one, yeah, which we don't anymore. But Why, we why don't do you? Anymore. Why don't you? 
Oh, well, I think we just did it for a year and then it sort of fizzled out. I don't know why. No, right. no specific. No, no great reason to start. Did no you great enjoy reason podding? Did you enjoy podding? I do. That's I slightly miss it because I like. I pr- my theory is always with comedy. Why did you get into it in the first place? And you go, why you got into it? This is me talking to myself in the mirror. Why did you get into this? Well, I'll tell you why. Because I want to replicate <laughs> as near as possible what it was like before I was a comedian with my mates having a laugh. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that beats everything. Having a laugh with your mates beats everything. So what's the nearest you can get to that? And that's why I do Chatterbix. It's not. <laughs> Chatterbix. It's not. Panel games aren't perfectly replicated. Meterbix. <laughs> <laughs> but they definitely take that more than scripted comedy, don't they? Because I yeah. never went, I never went to the pub with my with a script. No. <laughs> well, I did once, but I didn't do it again. <laughs> and so I always think, what replicates that? I'm nothing replicates it more than this. Yeah, I'd suggest just stick your lights on next time you do a pod. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I just don't want you seeing what's back there. Right. It feels, is that a double bed? No, that is actually the cushions on an outdoor seat that the foxes have eaten. And if you don't want to see it, because not only is it a leak image, it's a leak image. Absolutely covered in fog shit as well. And the problem is, in Why are you keeping them? Get rid of them. Bin them. The problem is, if you lie, I see it. It's also blocking the sound it's also out. Also blocking your mic, son. <laughs> 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 Trying to find a place that would tell me that exactly on the other side as well. He got my back to you read that side. I turned it over. So I don't. Trying to get covers for it. That's how I feel. I'm sort of glad you've got the lights on now. Flipping hell. And I will ask why you have to turn the lights on. You suddenly realise you've got the stuff back there. You're going to go, we didn't want to mention it, but did you see that the back was all ripped? Yeah. That... It's having a bad time. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, that's, that's, that's awful. Looks like Paul Hollywood's been here in the face. <laughs> Can we see the image again on the front side? Thank you. Um, <laughs> Nigel Havers was in our sitcom, and he did a... I He's great. He did a bit of press for us. Yeah. And he went on this morning and it went no, viral. It was, on, uh, was it Lorraine? It's good morning or wherever it was. Yeah, yeah this morning, yeah. good morning. Well, and he <laughs> went viral because he was sat on Zoom because it was in COVID. And uh, behind him was a, was an enormous chandelier. He's in an enormous room, like an enormous decorative room. And there was ah. a massive chandelier. And then behind him, you could see another enormous room <laughs> from that room with another chandelier. And then behind that, there's another room with another chandelier <laughs> and, and, they, and all the viral things is is he zooming from Buckingham Palace <laughs> <laughs> you've got, you got to have some privacy in your life haven't you so he did he did he was interviewed on TVAM for the Cockfields and they, oh, said, yeah. they sort of lent in and said so what's what's it about and he went <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> he didn't know. Yeah, no, he didn't know no. what show he was going to be. I only recognised it. Yeah. I worked with Michael Havers once because they did a panel game yeah. called about about sitcom. It was it was a panel game, but Ooh. the subject matter was was comedy in general, BBC wow. comedy. And they started off with great high hopes, and they said each team will be from a sitcom. So they had uh, Jennifer Ooh. Saunders and and uh, Ju- uh, uh, Lumley. No, Julia Swal. I can never Bahali, see Harley, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a good start. Great yeah. sitcom, ab fab. You, you're yeah. going well, this. And then they soon started running out. So that was <laughs> it. 
But then they realized that uh, then they got, uh, they didn't have any other from a sitcom. They couldn't get any other people from one <laughs> sitcom. So they went, well, we'll just put you in Nigel Avers, even though we've never met, because he was in a sitcom and I'm in a sitcom. And he was, he was really nice, but guys, posh, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. The maddest thing he told, I think it's all right to say, but when he does a job, he just says, um, uh, but I'm, um, they come on to set and he goes, they go, oh, um, we need you to get changed. He goes, no, the, he, he basically wears on set whatever he's turned up in. They go, no, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna wear this, and they're like, no, no, we've laid out your costume. He goes, no, no, this is what I'm wearing. It's so he now, can what, bugger. Why? Because he can bugger off straight away. Oh, it's not. It's not. <laughs> no, no, so he can bugger off. And we were like, well, but what if you're playing a policeman? He goes, well, the policeman's wearing this. CID. Yeah, yeah. CID, and they, they, they work around me. I look like. Uh, I do. I, I love that. Really attracted to anybody who, because we, you know, people live and breathe this job. Don't they? they love it. Yeah. Nothing's better than being yeah. on stage and all that. I go, well, I'm actually the day is with a hot shot. hundred percent. There's loads of things that are better than being on stage. It's the best yeah. job I've ever had. But enough. But there's about a thousand things that are better than working. Yeah. And so anyone that shows any negativity, I mean, oh, thank God it's not just me. <laughs> yeah. I remember Sean Lot, who's a good mate of mine, and he said to him. Uh, what you doing? He said a corporate. I went, oh, that must be tough. He goes, I don't mind, Lee. It's all going towards the escape fund. <laughs> that was a lovely phrase. <laughs> I was at his memorial the other day, a couple of days ago. We all, a few of us, got up and said a few words, and I showed a clip of something that's never been seen. It was a non-broadcast pilot of me and Sean doing a puppet show. Oh my god! We were the voices of puppets. Oh my god! And it never got commissioned. And I remember on day one we turned on, and it's supposed to be like a Mickey take of Saturday morning puppets, but it was actually BBC Two, 10 o'clock or whatever. But it looked like a Saturday morning show, you know. Yeah. So we turned up and literally the first thing, I mean, at this point, this is a long time. I don't even know Sean that well at the time. And the, we get there with the scripts and immediately we start and I give it everything. I give it the full puppet voice. I'm giving it everything. And then Sean just sort of stirs up like that. And I went... Uh, you're right, you went, is that, is that you're going to do it then? <laughs> I went, yeah. So then what you do is, I'm going to do it with my own voice, Lee. <laughs> or as I like to call it, with dignity. <laughs> <laughs> and he was great showing it in. And I, I managed to find it, so I showed it into the Oreo. <sighs> the story of Sean's just being himself. And I'm giving it everything, like my life depends on it. <laughs> It's, it's like we've not had a we've not decided which way to go in this show at all. <laughs> in a classic TV executive way, at the end of it, it's pretty it's pretty dodgy material that was written and some of the improvisations. Because it was like say BBC Two, ten o'clock, even though it was a pastiche of those Saturday morning shows. And at the end of it, they went, "Yeah, we don't want this. We don't want to do it." But would you and Sean be interested in being the puppets on Saturday morning television? Fuck off. for real. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> in character of the puppet, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I went, are you up for it, Sean? That's Sean just went, fuck you off. <laughs> and sadly, do that. I thought, oh, yeah. What, yeah. what, what a great <laughs> way to make a decision on what time you have to get up. <laughs> yeah. What, 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 what? What, 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 what? what, what, what?
Do you say much before I came on? No. no it was just David stressing about the turning around. Do you remember two hours ago, David turned around? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, I, then I call them the Halcyon days. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I never quite got over it because I thought, wow, he's turned, he's turned quickly. Because... <laughs> <laughs> then I realised that wasn't the, hell, it's horrible, isn't it? the energy. It was just, he's uh, broken his glasses. Uh, I never asked, how did you break them? I don't know. It just came off in my hand. I don't know. It happened about three hours ago. I'm quite anal with stuff like in my drawer here. I've got the kit, the glasses kit, with all kinds of screwdrivers and the bits to mend. Oh, mine's plastic. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, I'm my glasses. What's in my glasses? Yeah, what <laughs> glasses are made of? <laughs> all glasses are plastic. Yeah, I was going to say, what do you think? Well, I don't know. No, the plastic broke, not the fucking screw. Oh, the actual thing. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, there we yeah. go. Yeah, we'll get some. Have you got? Um, have you got? Um... Contact lens. Yeah. Oh, not windscreen wipers. Not windscreen wipers. <laughs> uh, I've got, do you know what I've got now? Got it recently or relatively recently. Laser eye surgery. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, Can't face it. I couldn't face it. That's that. brave, isn't it? Do you know what was stupid as well? I didn't give it a second thought. I wasn't massively bothered about wearing glasses. I'm proper, like, I was minus seven and a half. So I used to wear contact lenses. Right. And then these quite thick glasses. But I thought I'll do the laser eye, see what that's like. Just. Bit of a wind, to be honest with you. Have you had the snip? No, I've not had the snip, no. No, no. Because that's otherwise... My, that's my go-to. Otherwise, I won't be able to see at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my <See>? penis. Um, <laughs> so, I've got the laser on, and the worse your eyes are, the harder it is to get it right. So, if you're like minus seven, all they're doing is shrinking the shape of the... Is it cornea? Not the lens, is it? Everyone calls it the lens. The lens is behind. Cornea sounds good. Yeah. Did it hurt? I think it's cornea, actually, not cornea. Can you smell burning? Is that a myth? Um, I'm genuinely (laughs) (laughs) burning. Your house house is burning. If something's on fire in your house, I'm not going to to smell it from here, so I can't help. (laughs) Because they usually compensate, didn't they? If one goes, the other one. Well, you get. I I got the. But when you have a root canal, have you had that? Yeah. No. You smell a bit of burning with that. So, did no, did I smell burning? I can't did, that's fine. Getting your eyes zapped, you don't feel anything. What hurts, and it's probably one of the most painful things I've ever had done, was when they check out your eyes, they found out I had perforated retinas or something, or did little holes in my retinas. So you have to weld them up oh first. Oh, my God. And that, I can only describe it as someone standing inside your head behind your eyeballs and hitting it with a chopstick, 500 on each eye. <laughs> wow. And you'd think with someone so precise, your head would be a device like that. <laughs> with a little torch on his head, like, I go, keep still, keep still. And he's zapping you from his head. Thousand of them. Yeah, when I had root, can- root canal, I watched Phoenix Nights. <laughs> you love television. Is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just put these goggles on me. Oh, oh you could use a program? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sort of scrolling through <laughs> Channel 4 sitcoms. I watched. Wow. You're much younger. I, I, well, you're not. You're 50 soon, aren't you? But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't an offer to me. Right. I was allowed to watch Pate News in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> or Pate News, I believe it's called. Pate? Was it <laughs> It was just news about the, the, the soft meat and Pate for a Oh, Oh, thank you, Lee. 
Well, thank you for having me. I, I, do, I do want to say, Lee, when I think about my stand-up career, how little, how small it was, or whatever. Have you stopped doing it, then? Yeah, just for the pandemic. Ah. That's the last gig. But I think of, like, there's some gigs that stand out from headliners, and your one at the Bedford was definitely it, one of them. Ah, oh, cheers. Just how good it was. It's yeah. a good gig, though. I like the Bedford. Yeah. The banana. Yeah, it's good. Thanks. Well, you, know what, you know what you're doing, son. <laughs> yeah, Keep it up. Going. I might go back to the... Yeah. I might go back to getting my 100 quid cash brown envelope. Yeah. Oh, there's a couple of gigs that I do that are still cash, and it's it thrills me when I get it. It's just a oh, 120 quid like that. Oh, I think, do you know what it is? I think it's if you've had a proper job, which I suspect you two mm. will soon have. <laughs> <laughs> if, you've had a, if you've had a proper job, and I've had lots of jobs where you get paid on a Friday in a brown envelope. Mm-hmm. And nothing, nothing beats that feeling of, oh, it's payday. Yeah. Because you're skinned a couple of days before. Or if you're in a dead-end job, I was in loads of dead-end jobs, to get that pay packet, such a lovely feeling, that it's almost easier to understand how wealthy you are with £300 mm, than if yeah. you're lucky enough to get £3,000. Because 300 quid, you know what it means. You go, that meant... Well, not 300 quid. I probably got paid 100 quid. But I knew what that equated to. 25 quid for the bed sit. 25 quid for me food, yeah. 50 quid for beer. So and I had it all worked out. thought, wow, that's just, look at yeah. that. I can hold it in my hand. Yeah. You can't, I'll tell you what, you can't hold it in your hand. A back transfer. He's right. Pause yeah. that so you can fade well, out well, of it. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Um, you, know, you know the comedians in cars getting coffee thing? You know that program? Told, yeah. Yeah. He pays uh, in cash. Does he? Does he? What, yeah, he coffee? gives for the, <laughs> he'll give the axe a brown envelope with cash in it because he, he knows that that's a thing. I've always yeah. thought this, right? I've always had this theory that I've I've wanted people to do things like be in my sitcom and stuff, and you just can't get them. You want to get them, right? And I'm, I've got this theory that the best thing to do is to find out what it is they want because if you wanted to pay some somebody, like I don't know. Then it was three grand to get them to do a television show and they were a bit snobby and they didn't want to be in your show or whatever. But if you found out they really wanted X, X might be a signed picture of Eric Bristol. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It could be anything. It could be that they yeah. collect certain That's figures, nice. action figures or something. And, yeah. and they've always had their eye on the, the ultimate action man. But it's three grand. Who the hell's paying three grand for an action man? But yeah. it's a road 1978, whatever. If you found that out, and he said, we're not paying you, but we'll give you the 1978 eagle-eyed Navy SEAL action man yeah. in its original box. <sighs> I reckon yeah. it'd be a shot. So you've got to find out what it is people want. Now, yeah. I'm not being paid for today. What are you getting me, lads? <laughs> what is it I want? Bank glasses. What do you want? I think you know. I've given you a hint. I brought it to the screen. Oh, you need a new Fox Oh, yeah. Mac. I'll send you the dimension. <laughs> you look, lads, Shall we? Should we do that? We don't have to. I'm just saying. You'll love to touch that. <laughs> It will be a lovely so, touch. It will be a lovely touch. And I'll, want, I'll go, do you know what? I'm going to do that. And over the week, I'll forget. No, you'll regret it. So you'll go, fucking hell, they're pricey. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of ad, there is a lot of admin with the cushion. I've worked that out. It's not yeah. just is that, is that why you want to pass the buck? It's not what actually... I've discovered in the last few days is how hard it is to measure a cushion. Because it hasn't got very distinct edges. It's sort of curved. The thickness of a cushion... I mean, where are we going to? Yeah. How do you get your tape measure round? And then it's curving. So do you count the curvature? Do you count the 
I think you need to start writing the next series. If I'm I honest. do, I've been I've had too much time on me on the last. <laughs> yeah, far too much time. Yeah, right. I better take the dogs for a walk. It's four Lee, o'clock. Can we, can we end it with you turning your light off, just sitting there? <laughs> yeah, uh, half, <laughs> half a second. Yeah. Right, watch this. I'm, there's going to be a problem here because yeah. on the magic of television, it would now just go off. I've got to walk over there and turn uh, it off. <laughs> and then I'm going to get back here. Well, we'll give it a match. All right. What we'll do is what I'll do is I'll torch my face. I don't mean I'll set a fire. I'll do that. I'll come back on the door. Yeah. And I'll give you a smell and go it's a long old book, isn't it? <laughs> what is that? Hold on. Why is the switch there? Let <laughs> me say, it, it was your idea, and the format of the ending has been a disaster. And if the format for Pyramids is anything like the ending of it, you really need to work You're on it. You're going to kick yourself. You could have been hosting that for the next 20 years. But... I'll tell you what, genuinely, it's a great stage, really, isn't it? Pyramid. Yeah. Yeah, Pyramid. that's... That's pretty much the document we've got. I'm going to be honest. It does sound like a lovely sort of a minty, a minty mm-hmm. sort of chocolate triangle. Never mind. Pyramid. Maybe we can make a detour and make it into pyramids. Yeah. Pyramids. Yeah. It's Toblerone means after eight. It's pyramids. I bet it's already been. I'm going to Google pyramids. Uh, Why don't we get a manufacturer to come in with pyramids? Fucking hell, where's his off button? Shut shut the bit, you pyramids. Your dogs have needed a piss for two hours. What are you discovering? Why are you discovering? I'm very watchable over 20 minutes. And it really does drag out, doesn't it? Because let's, let's see how this interview's gone. Two hours. This definitely started off with, oh, they one of the greatest stand-up shows. <laughs> they ended it, and they all does this, fucking hell, where's his own button? That is the story of my bloody life, right? Right. Oh, right, gentlemen, Lee. thank you very much. Thanks, I look Lee. And oh, I look lovely to, my to have you, Lee. Oh, yeah, the cushions, plural, one from each of them. Yeah. Just, it may not happen, and you might not want it to happen, David. If you were playing one character and not going out, what would that character be? Policeman. Oh, no. E- email me. We'll go back. <laughs> we'll go back and forth. You could waste a week emailing him. <laughs> oh, okay, let's do that. I was, I was, to be honest with you, I was hoping I have a bit more of a light-hearted ending than a way of keeping <laughs> I'm open for an ending. Email me. <laughs> oh, God, really? I was really just having a little snappy bit of fun. Oh, why don't you email me? You know, why don't you jump at the agent? Oh. <laughs> right, I'm going. Bye, Joe. Oh, right, fucking see hell. You, Lee. Bye. Thanks, Bye, Lee. Oh, Bye. Bye-bye.